figure in an ongoing government charade to plot to conceal the truth about the existence of extraterrestrials. It's a global conspiracy, actually, with key players, the highest levels of power, and it reaches down to the lives of every man, woman, and child on this planet. So, of course, no one believes me. I'm, a, I'm an annoyance to my superiors, a joke to my peers. They call me Spooky. Spooky Mulder's sister was abducted by aliens when he was just a kid and now chases after little green men with a badge and a gun, shouting to the heavens or anyone who listens. His fixes in and the sky is falling. And when it hits, it's going to be the shit storm of all time. Welcome to Now Playing's X-Files Retrospective Series, hosted by Stuart, Arnie, and Marjorie. What are we doing up there? We will be reviewing X-Files, Fight the Future, and X-Files, I Want to Believe, to find out if the truth really is out there. Virus may be extraterrestrial. Beware, these podcasts are spoiler-filled, so if you can't handle the truth, push stop now. You leave here unprotected, how far will you get? Today we're discussing The X-Files, I Want to Believe, starring David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson, Billy Connolly, Amanda Peet, <laughs> Exhibit, and Mitch Pelleggi. <laughs> Oh, Dire- that was a rapper? Pimp My X-Files. <laughs> That's right. He was the Pimp My Ride guy. Oh. Directed by Chris Carter. I'm Arnie, co-host of Now Playing. I'm Stuart in LA. And I'm Marjorie. And we're back reviewing the second X-Files movie made 10 years after the first. The X-Files, I want to believe. Can you summarize for us before you talk about this movie, how the show wound up as best you can remember? Like, because I got to say, not really knowing these characters and trying to wade through that last movie, it feels like they threw everything out or it all got resolved by the time they came to this. Well, as I said in the last podcast, I didn't watch the series finale, but I did read it on the wiki. (laughs) What happened was David Duchovny left the show. Yeah, I remember hearing that. He came back for the finale and... He was framed for murdering a fellow FBI agent who was actually an alien-human hybrid super soldier played by Adam Baldwin of Predator 2 fame. Because of this, Mulder goes into hiding... Scully resigns from the FBI and the alien invasion is still supposed to happen in 2012 when the series ends. And from what I read, it was intended that this movie would continue the mythology and perhaps deal with that alien invasion. And it is still being discussed that they might somehow pull a movie together for 2012 to deal with that alien invasion. (laughs) But it's supposed to be at the end of the world with the Mayan calendar. Perhaps we already saw that movie and it starred John Cusack. Mm. I don't think they should make another one. I'll just go ahead and put that out off the bat. (laughs) This movie's title is exactly one syllable too long. X-Files, I want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So... Because so much time passed between when they wanted to make this movie and when they did make this movie, they threw out the entire mythology concept and went back to the more episodic situation. So it's been six years since the finale of the X-Files. Mulder is in a hiding, living with Scully, his lover, 
who is having quit the FBI, a physician at a Catholic hospital treating a young boy named Christian who has Sandhoff disease, a terminal brain condition that can be treated with stem cells, but at a Christian hospital that's kind of a no-no. At the hospital, Scully's approached by an FBI agent who wants to find Mulder and tells her that all will be forgiven, which I guess means charges will be dropped, if Mulder comes and helps them on a case they're dealing with. Mulder agrees. The case is that an FBI agent and several other women have gone missing, and Father Joe Fitzgerald, played by Billy Connolly of Head of the Class fame, Head of the class. He replaced Howard Hessman as the wacky teacher. He also had a memorably bad cameo in Indecent Proposal. Father Joe, who was defrocked for pedophilia, so of course you hire Billy Connolly, (laughs) (laughs) is claiming to have psychic visions of the crime. He leads a group of agents to a severed arm in the ice. So Scully and Mulder confront Father Joe, and they fall back into old roles. Mulder believes Joe is having visions while Scully is skeptical, and wonders if Father Joe might be in on it, given that he is so aware of the facts of the case. Mulder follows Father Joe on an investigation. Father Joe falls to the ground during a vision, and blood comes from his eyes. And... Long story short, the kidnappers are some Russian organ transplanters who have attacked women for organ harvesting. But when attacking an FBI agent, the lead Russian was injured and he had cancer. So the Russians start doing head transplants, putting his head on women's bodies to keep him alive. Mulder is kidnapped by the transplanters. Scully, worried about him, calls their old FBI chief, Walter Skinner, to rescue him. They interrupt the transplant of the head of the guy onto the female body. They save the girl, disconnect Franz's head, killing him, return to find Father Joe died from lung cancer, and Scully returns to the treatment of the boy with Sandhoff disease. Wow. Remarkable because I actually didn't think that was the plot. I guess we're going to talk about <laughs> what I, the movie I saw as opposed to the movie you saw. But that's I just learned some things. OK, <laughs> what would your idea of the plot be? <laughs> I believe that what I saw at the end of the movie was that the people involved, it was a gay married couple who is one is going through transgender issues and the way that they're doing that rather than through hormones and the regular way is just cutting off their own body parts and having female body parts put on because the hand that they find is his hand. Okay, that may also have been part of it. I was a little confused at times with this. It definitely was his head being attached to a female body, and it was him and his gay husband, and they were touched by Father Joe. Right. So Father Joe had a link to them, which is why they had the psychic vision. Yeah, I wasn't quite so sure about all the body swapping head placement thing. I don't think that he was doing that just because he had terminal disease. That's not going to save him. And I don't think that they were doing it because of his injury that he gets kidnapping the woman at the beginning. I literally think it was a transgender issue, which is offensive in so many ways. Okay. And so it would have been his male face on a female body at the end? Is, is that- uh, I believe that that is what was happening. It's kind of like Silence of the Lambs, you know, how he was making himself a woman suit. I think that this was a perverse Saw-themed variation on that. Well, to answer Buffalo Bill's question, no, I wouldn't f- him. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think anybody else would either. I mean, that's just absurd. But And yet, I'm not entirely sure. What are you telling me they're doing it for? Because he has cancer? This is a cancer cure? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I was okay. so confused as to exactly what they were. They'd been organ harvesting for years. I did not understand why they were abducting the women other than getting the most comely ones to like stitch together into some kind of. No, he picked them because they had the same blood type. But that's so that the same blood yeah. type would allow him to, do that. to, I mean, we learn from human centipede that that's very important when you're forming Frankensteins. I got the DVD and the DVD says extended cut. Oh my God. I, I don't want to know if this could be longer. <laughs> this movie was long enough. I saw the original theatrical version, I believe, because that's what was available on Netflix streaming. You don't get much of a choice on Netflix. I, I would be curious to know, not enough to watch another the original version, but I'd be curious to know what got added. I'm guessing a lot of it is this disparity we're having between what's going on with the Russians that are cutting up the bodies and attaching it to the one guy. Uh, it's not even clear in the extended cut i want to be clear if you saw the theatrical cut and you think well maybe i should see the extended cut to know more do not bother it will never be explained the truth is not out there it's not in here it's nowhere but in chris carter's ass <laughs> it was confusing i think we can all agree that this was very confusing because really i described what happened in the movie but this is again like the x-files always is about faith versus science the reason I even included Scully's patient is because there's the scene in there where Scully is trying to say we can cure his terminal brain disease with stem cells. That is science. And the priest has, says, I've already consulted the highest authority about this. It is against God. It is all faith versus science. And having this plot about the organ harvesting and the head transplants was secondary to trying to tell us a story about believing, whether you believe in Father Joe, the pedophiliac visionary, or whether you believe strictly in science, which is all the X-Files is. This is an episode of the X-Files and distilling all of its themes. I can't believe you're this cavalier about this. I think this movie's atrocious. Like, you think this is just another run-of-the-mill episode? I would never watch this show if this were representative of the kind of shit they put out. This is a horrible movie. Can we agree with that? I agree with you. This is absolute dog shit at the bottom. Awful. Like, I can't even believe that they weren't thrown out of Fox Studios for making this. This would, to me, be nothing about what I think of The X-Files. Knowing almost nothing about it other than what I've read, I would think aliens, conspiracy. Where are the aliens? Okay, but in 10 years, Stuart, what you've got to look at is America has changed drastically in 10 years. The movies are, that have been popular, say, the last five years... Is torture porn. Yes. So they've incorporated torture porn, something to put you on edge because, oh, my God, they're harvesting body parts or they're making a Frankenstein-like human out of all these different women with this guy's head in this farm out in the middle of nowhere, wherever they are. And it's the Russians. Ooh, scary because we're scared of the Russians again this week and probably the last few years. But this is something that is big with movie audiences during this time right now, and even right now, I mean, we got Saw 3D coming up. Torture porn's big. The way to shock people now is not aliens or anything like that. You shock people with weird 
sick foreign people doing strange things to innocent Americans. Oh, and I totally get that from the standpoint of this is what the kids like today, but why would you use X-Files as the means to discussing that? Because they'd been talking about doing the movie ever since the series was canceled. But that would be like if Transformers said, we're going to deal with Detroit's car companies closing down <laughs> and look at the plight of the poor GM displaced workers. Mulder and Scully have no business investigating child rape by Catholic priests. That is absolutely ridiculous that they think they could even go there. I feel like Chris Carter wanted to make a movie about Catholicism and he could not get it financed. And so the only way to get this, his quote-unquote message to the world is through his meal ticket. And how inappropriate and offensive that he tags it on into this garbage. Oh, you did not watch The X-Files. This is what the show was, though. This is not the first time Catholic issues were hit. This isn't even the first time pedophiles were hit upon. They tried to cover the issues of the day in a different way. Many times it would be something like this. A psychic leads them to something that isn't weird and is just horrible human behavior. In the last podcast, though, I think it was you, Stuart, who said Mulder and Scully are like comedians who give these wry line readings. What happened here in five years since the series ended and this movie began, somehow it became too self-important. There was no fun in this movie, and it was all heavy-handed, and I, I'm still not quite sure. It was very muddled in what it was trying to say. Yes, it was about catholic issues and faith and science and all this but it wasn't told in a clear way and yes if you're somebody who takes these issues extraordinarily seriously you're going to be downright offended i and i was i thought it was absolutely inappropriate that they thought that they could have these little alien investigators come down on the bugger of 37 altar boys quote i just how ridiculous that you're going to tie this into some mumbo jumbo about Russian gay transgender organ farmers like that is just awful that I just I can't believe that they thought that that would be something that people would want I have to believe that the reason this even exists is because that he is just so indignant about either losing someone to a fatal disease or religious persecution of so I mean why else would he tell this story I couldn't figure it out but it seems very clear to me that if this was his personal chip on his shoulder that he had to air what was the chip all right I got a theory on this and I'm just going to say it and and it is what it is. But if you go back to a June 1998 issue of Details magazine, all right? So Ooh. I'm quoting a source here. Hard-hitting journalism. All right. There's a big article about how Chris Carter had sexual harassment charges brought against him by staff members of his show. Oh, my God. I am just hypothesizing, but... These were settled out of court. There's no big thing. He, of course, proclaims his absolute innocence and says that the system was being manipulated by money-hungry fame seekers. So he's Billy Connolly, essentially. It could be seen as he's Billy Connolly. And you got Billy Connolly going off on this whole speech in the scene with Scully with, who gives me the urges? Well, you know, could that be Chris Carter going, you know, why do I grab women's asses? Wow. Well, you know what? I, we don't know that conclusively. No, That's no. a very interesting possible interpretation. Knowing nothing about Chris Carter, I'd like to believe that he wouldn't use his advocate being a pedophile. Yeah, I guess that makes no sense. 
but but uh, you you're right. He may personally identify with being persecuted for a crime that he couldn't control his urges because the character does end up saying that he castrated himself at 26. Billy Connolly is clearly in his late 40s, if not his 50s. So it's been 30 years since these crimes. We're expected to believe that he's paid his debt as much as that he can. And you're telling me that this is what, when they weren't dealing with mythology episodes, this is what the show was? God, I'm glad I never watched. But anyway, I digress. Since this seems to be a big bone of contention as to what we watch with that couple, let me just walk through what I saw. In the beginning of the movie, we have an FBI agent returning home, and she realizes that someone's in her house. She gets a rake and has a big fight and with the man who is called Franz. And Franz sustains a scratch on his arm. And his face. And his face. So we know that that's Franz, and he's marked for the rest of the movie. That arm ends up severed right. in the snow found by Father Joe. Now, why the, it's not buried with all of the other body parts that are when they find the place where all the other body parts is just an inconsistency of the bad writing. But we know that it is his hand missing, and we know that the women's body parts are being farmed out and cut off and that it's very important that they get injected with this animal tranquilizer that allows them to go on living and their parts go on living even though that when they get cut up apart. I take that to mean because later in the movie when he's lying on the operating table and has red fingernails on his lady hand that he had that woman's FBI's agent's hand sewn in place and had his arm voluntarily removed because the injury was not such that it needed to be amputated it was not infected it was a voluntary choice to have her hand over his own and they were using that drug to enable that to happen yeah but why he chose to do this is it a transgender thing i don't think that's ever clearly stated his motivation for all i i think that's because it, it is too inappropriate if you want to the uh, it goes into places that are really uncomfortable which is the idea that because he was molested as a child it sent him on this path to this decrepit life. I mean, you don't want to go there. Like, that's just not appropriate. But they did kind of go there. They inferred, but yeah. you never have you never have a scene of them saying, "Boy, Father Joe, if you had never screwed this kid, he wouldn't have ended up being a Frankenstein woman." Yeah, I have to admit, this whole movie, I thought that we were dealing with the psychic and the kidnapping. I never expected Frankenstein bodies to come into this movie. And when that happened, I'm sitting there like, "Whoa, what am I watching now?" Right. And the FBI is really stupid. They never even figure out, like, it's from the same man. They're like, we found male and female body parts. Like, you should do some DNA testing on that. You should determine what's going on there and that it had been going on for years. If it had been going on for years, in my estimate, we know they're not abducting men. We know that this is a slow process he's been doing throughout the years. To become a woman. But it shouldn't be surprising that the FBI didn't know anything. Uh, well, I guess if you want to go that way. Certainly yeah. not this FBI team. Who? <laughs> I, what, what I love about this, another way that I feel that this is highly inappropriate in the way that they try to strong arm the F- X-Files into the situation they shouldn't have, is that they can't even figure out a logical reason why Mulder and Scully would be here. No, that just seemed really out of left field. Exhibit comes to them and says, we need your help determining whether our only credible lead for finding abducted women, including one of our own, the only thing we have going is a man that has done these horrible crimes. So can you help us debunk him? 
huh? Why is that helpful? Like that's something you can do as a follow-up maybe later. But if you don't have any other clues and this man is consistently running up in the snow and saying, hey, I found you another body part. I think that you probably need to listen to him and not the man that is going to question whether he's legit or not. Yeah, I loved it when they went and pulled the company out of the mothballs and he's got the beard and everything. And, you know, he's like crazy tacking up stories on his little. Well, that's what he did throughout the whole series, too. He had that in. Yeah, his but office. with the crazy beard, it's really yeah, helping out. But then he has his Rocky moment where he shaves off his beard. and He's ready to go. And yeah, Scully is the one that initially talked him into it. And then for the rest of the movie, she's saying, I can't believe you're working with him. Yeah, she made him do it. Yeah. Exhibit came to you and you went to him and he didn't want to come back. And you told him this was really important and that the agency was going to forgive you and all would be amended. And then you're like, why are you doing this? I'm walking away. This is horrible. And interrupting the procedural with her own moralistic judgments about Father Joe. It's just ridiculous. Maybe she just wanted him to shave the beard. There are, that, you're right. It could be that simple. She you just, know, he hasn't gotten a job. Yeah, he's a bum. Yeah. yeah, and he's sitting at home growing this crazy-ass beard, yeah. cutting out newspaper clippings and pasting them on the back of the door, and she maybe wants him to get a job and contribute a little. I think that you might be onto something there, yeah. Marjorie. I this mean, she's been... tired of pulling all the weight, and, you know, she's they only have one income now. Arnie, I got to ask you, as someone that's somewhat of a fan of the series, how did it feel to see these characters finally get together? Because I imagine that's a big deal for people that watch the show. God, this was uncomfortable. Like that it, they're in the bed and all yeah, of that. I, I, I said in the last podcast that they had no chemistry and it's worse here because here <laughs> they're like at odds. Like she's like at one point, well, if you go on with this, then I can't be with you. And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> I didn't know. Did they break up at that point? I she's don't like, know either. Don't bring home the darkness. She makes this whole point of like, I don't want to come home to the darkness. And so he's like, okay, and leaves. I'm like, does that mean he's just not going to tell her about the work he's doing? Or is he living? <laughs> Literally leaving to go. He's choosing the pedophile priest. You see her over her. I kind of took it as a breakup. But uh, if you stay for the credits, there's a scene of them rowing a boat together to an island. So obviously they got back together. I wanted to know why suddenly this darkness bothered her so much. She did this for nine years on TV. But now this was too much okay, for her. But they had a few years off. She's a doctor, which, again, is a dark profession, I think. She also was the one that got him out of retirement. Which, all right, Marjorie, or maybe she didn't really care what he was doing. She just wanted him, him to, to do something. <laughs> okay. But still, she initiates it and then just really flips on it very quickly and is very haughty and judgmental about it. I'm just like, you either want this investigation to go forward or you don't. I have a question for Arnie because Arnie said that at the end of the series, he was on the run because he was, was framed, just, basically. Yeah. So if he's living with her, you mean the FBI didn't catch on to that? It's said in the movie, the FBI could have found him anytime they wanted. At her house? <laughs> in the living room? <laughs> like, uh, it's it's not really exactly a, a sec top secret location. Yeah, well, I kind of Surely they took... went to Costco a few times. No, there's a I kind of take it as that's why she had the fence around her house, was for privacy, and he never left the house. He was basically Osama Van Duchovny. And he didn't open an eBay store or anything? Listen, there's an internet. He doesn't have to leave the house. <laughs> I found that whole thing very uncomfortable, and it was... Not good on the series either, from what I hear. They had, like, a child together on the TV series, Baby William, and then... 
baby William like had some psychic powers, and so they gave him up to adoption to protect him. So that's they talk about baby William in this movie during that scene where he's like, "Why are you so attached to this boy? Is it because of?" Baby William? Wait, I'm confused. They already had slept together and had a child? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought that had never happened. No, when the series ended, they were lovers. Oh, okay. They'd probably be married, except for the FBI team of Mulder and Mulder just doesn't quite work as well. Okay. All right. Well, that helps a little bit. I didn't realize that that was... I thought this was the first time they were getting together. No. Because keep in mind, the only time that I... I mean, the last time I saw them, they couldn't even kiss without an alien bee sting. <laughs> Well, 10 years had passed. They'd finally gotten over it. Okay. All right. Every time I think about the, this as a template of the sexual tension, I always think of it killing the series. Like, Moonlighting is the perfect example of, like, when you finally get them together, the show's over. Like, to me, this would seem like a mistake. But you're telling me the show at least ran for a little bit with the idea that they were in bed together. That's what I understand. Now, I don't know if these were the times that Duchovny was actually on the show. Mm. They had a child together. But it was implied that it was artificial insemination, so it's a little iffy, and then... Well, I bet she was kidnapped by aliens, probed, and that's how she got pregnant. That's right. possible, maybe, too. She maybe was kidnapped should... by aliens for a while. You're so. kidding! I just made that oh, up! Oh, God! Maybe it's just a clone. That, that was when Jillian Anderson got pregnant. They had her abducted by aliens and gave Mulder a new partner a while, who was a very cool character. Oh, this is just weird. Weird is one word for it. I it, It's effed up. Yes. It really is. I just don't get this series. I'm glad I quit watching when I did because it's gone off the deep end. Well, this movie to me would to me feel like the ultimate betrayal of what would be the fun of the show. And you're telling me this is more of the norm than I would have imagined. This went a little further than most, especially with these, you know, I didn't see it as transgender issues. And obviously the movie didn't make clear why Franz was having his head grafted and his arm grafted. And by the time we saw the disembodied head of the dog, even, I was just kind of done with this movie. But yeah, a lot of this stuff of the week tried to be very heavy-handed in its symbolism and its message. Mm. So that's not new. It's what the series was. It's a drama. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Doubt or not, but it's an excellent play. It was an okay movie with Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it was all about the child abuse scandals of the Catholic Church and dealt with it very well. I felt like Chris Carter really wanted to make make that movie, and the best he could do was this. And it just it's, – it's inappropriate. You can't take these properties and try to make something they're not. And this feels like – like they really were trying to expand beyond the parameters of the show. I mean, did you not feel betrayed that the fact that an alien was not mentioned once? No, I knew going in that this was a mystery of the week. The X-Files was not always aliens. It's unexplained, right? An X-File would be classified as something that has an explanation beyond the physical world. Right, or beyond what's normally known. So in this case, Father Joe's psychic power would be an X-File, plus I think the head transplants a little x-file-y but sure. yeah they had various creatures of earth and whatnot mutated humans whatever you have okay so let's talk about the father joe relationship because uh, all right you're telling me that's what the real story is in this france thing this other thing is is not issue the debate is whether to save a child's life or not like they got into that kind of tv movie lifetime movie of the week drama that, that was so uninteresting can i say though did it feel to either of you 
like there was more of that and that it was left on the cutting room floor because it was it seemed like it was supposed to be really important, but yet it was really truncated. No, I just thought it was really bad and uninteresting and no one really cares about her being a doctor. Yet we get it. She was a doctor before she joined the FBI to make a difference. And she went back to being a doctor after her boyfriend, husband, whatever, was framed for killing a super alien soldier. And now he's on the run. Because that happens to a lot of girls. Of course. it's a, and, You hear that story time and time again. Absolutely. And it wasn't really interesting. And maybe the whole thing was because Father Joe told her, don't give up. And maybe that's... What? That's a psychic premonition? Don't give up? That was garbage. It if, was. If, if someone that you have already deemed into their face as a morally reprehensible person said don't give up to you why would that make you say hey maybe i shouldn't give up on this experimental treatment for this child who's dying and i can maybe save his life like how would you see that as that message i mean that's very m night Shyamalan to be that's like okay that's someone that read a script and is interpolating a whole lot you remember if you ever saw signs it was like when my wife died and she was run over by a truck her last thing she said was keep swinging kid so that must mean when the aliens arrive we have water everywhere and i'll keep swinging the bat and kill them with the water i mean it's like how do you get from a to b how do you make that connection? Like, there's several alphabets in different languages that goes before you can get from that A to that B. Well, one of the things from the X-Files TV series, there was a very good episode that had Peter Boyle in it as a psychic. And one of the messages of that episode is you can see whatever you want in a psychic vision. If a psychic tells you something, you're going to immediately start shaping the things around you to meet it if that's what you want to do. If you believe that person is psychic, which she did not and made very, very clear in about five different scenes. The second part of it, though, was that she was always the skeptic. And so she had to fall back into that role. But she didn't necessarily be so violent about it as she was here. Yeah, she was really judgmental. And, you know, admittedly, it's a personal issue. And if she had a child and lost it or whatever. But I'm like, she works for a Catholic hospital. I mean, like, it just came out as so hateful. It was strange to me that she would give anything he ever said credence if that was her position. If she's really there, and I don't blame her for being there, she would not care if he said don't give up or not. I think by the end she believed him. And what made her believe him was that mailbox. He quoted some proverb and it happened to be the address where she looked through the mail to find yeah. out. And again, another M. Night Shyamalan connection. Oh, thank God the psalm is exactly the address we need to get to the transgendered Russian organ people <laughs> before they carve up another woman. Like, really? That is writing? You call that writing. It's astounding to me that the leaps of faith were asked to believe not only in the spiritual quest, but in Carter's ability to tell a story are this great. Like this is these are huge gaps we're asked to believe. So Arnie, as an X Files fan, someone who has more experience with the show of me and Stuart combined and then multiplied. How did you feel about it to fit in with the mythology of X-Files? Because that's a very deep mythology and people are still writing fanfic and... Well, it didn't dedicated. fit in the mythology at all. This was a standalone story. I understand that, but I mean, could it have been a show? Could it have been something that have been easily integrated into the You series? forget. I stopped watching the show because I didn't like it. <laughs> and the first thing 
I didn't like were these episodes. It would be like, oh, uh, Christ, what's the monster of the week now? When does the smoking man come back? Bare naked ladies even said, I hope the smoking man's in this one. You know, so the monsters of the week were the first thing to grade on me. And this was bad. This was a bad movie. Did not fit in the X-Files? It doesn't fit anywhere, in my opinion. It was It's a poor morality play about faith and science if that is indeed what they're trying to grab on here i here's something i kept bumping up again why does she need to believe that he's not real because he raped the kids why couldn't he rape the kids and also be a psychic why is that inconsistent in her mind because god is speaking through him are we supposed to believe that if he were the voice of god he wouldn't have done that to the kids. Well, he keeps saying that it's God's will and she, you know, bumps up against that. I see. But, you know, the other thing is to go back to the X-Files TV series, the X-Files was quite strictly sci-fi. Now, that doesn't mean action. It wasn't Independence Day. It was sci-fi, though. This didn't feel like sci-fi to me. This did feel like some kind of really weird surrealistic drama. Couldn't you make the case that this was the devil's work? Like, don't usually people with psychic powers usually get demonized? You're a witch. You're you're unclean. You're the devil. Like, I don't know why that would be a choice of faith or not. That if I believe in Father Joe's visions, which have been 100% accurate, that uh, that means that I am um, believing that God would harm these children. Like, I don't get – if that's the reach we're asked to make – it's a very long and ungainly grab at nothing. That's And that's what I think this movie's supposed to be about, that we just can't accept that a man that has divine, if that's what they are, visions, would have done these horrible crimes. Doesn't that seem to be what the movie's about? Yeah, that's a huge part of it. And you, if that's the case, we needed to believe he was the voice of God. And I never for once had that thought, despite all the people talking around him about it. And no one else does either. What, what's hilarious is that the search team that's trying to get back the FBI agent and all that totally don't exhibit and Amanda Pete have no time for this man, even though he is their only lead. What is Amanda Pete doing in this movie? And why is she wearing so much eyeliner? <laughs> hey, she had the little insert between her teeth, so that's good. I mean, seriously, she looked like a raccoon. And then they play up this sexual tension. Did you notice that? Oh, she totally had a crush but, on him. Yeah, yeah. They get into a kind of huff because like, they're both like after Mulder. I'm like, well, I think you're okay, Scully. I mean, you were the one that dragged him onto this case. This is not the first chick he's had to work around. Or is it? I don't know. Is this the there first? there was Zena. If, yeah, if he never had left the house in the last 10 years, then maybe he's ready for uh, a little something-something. I don't know. But that was very, very poorly chosen foil for – or third wheel, I should say, for this relationship. And then she died. And then, yes, exactly, the whole idea that she would be pushed to her death by Janki. I was not expecting her to die. I expected her to get, like, injured in that. But until she fell, and I'm like, well, crap, they killed her off quick and – weren't going to use her for anything. It's almost like somebody owed her something or she had some dirt on somebody and really wanted to be in an X-Files movie. It, but here's the thing. She died and nobody cared. No. You, no. you see like David Duchovny put his head down and she is never mentioned again. <laughs> and in fact, I kind of thought, okay, she just fell to her death. The very next scene is like Mulder and Scully just having a chit chat. They're not even talking about the dead FBI agent. I kind of wondered, were we just sucked into a vision? Is this going to be the climax of the movie as we see her and draw? No, it all really happened. 
it makes no sense because she you're right she comes to no consequence she does the exact same thing that scully is she's the doubting figure and the hottie so here's what i uh, it led me into my own thoughts of thinking why didn't they have amanda pete and david Duchovny working together because get ready for it scully had been abducted by the russians and she was the next victim wouldn't that have given him a reason to be involved where he did not want to get involved before and wouldn't that make the stakes a whole lot greater rather than these anonymous women in a box than the star of the very series about to be carved up and it would make me so much happier if Jillian Anderson wasn't on screen because I don't oh, like her. My gosh. <laughs> she can't act. No, she can't. I think that they would recast her if she wasn't like part of the duo. They got rid of her for half of the last movie when a bee sting. I don't think she would come back to be the captive again. Perhaps that was suggested and she turned it down. I, I do get the sense that there were a lot of egos jockeying to make this X-Files movie and that probably no one is very happy with the one that came out here, that everyone was fighting to have their own version. And all I can tell you is with without her being in peril or someone being in peril, it's nothing. I'm not invested. I don't even feel like the X-Files are helping them. I didn't feel like Duchovny and Anderson were helping this situation. Here is a boy that's lying almost on his deathbed, and you could maybe help him with an experimental cure, and you're running around the backwoods with a pedophile digging up body parts. Like, how is that how? And doubting him the whole time that he's doing his work. Why is that helpful? There weren't even enough missing people to have this real threat. You had the missing FBI agent, and then another girl near the end of the movie got kidnapped. They mentioned that there were other body parts when they find the gully of old body parts. So it had been happening over time. But you're right. In the recent events, all that, yeah, all that this priest came up with was two instances. I mean, it wasn't a big threat. And yes, I understand two people are missing, blah, blah, blah. Save me. Don't send me emails. I don't care. But it seemed like there needed to be more of a community on edge because this was happening. Oh, my God. Body parts are showing up. Girls are missing. What's going on? And really, no one cares. And then two girls were swam at the same pool and they didn't put that together until they found the swimsuit. I'm like, what? The Silence of the Lambs, covet what you know. I mean, we, we saw that movie 20 years ago, and I feel like I could do, by watching one great movie, Silence of the Lambs, I could have done better police work than these fools running around chasing after Billy Connolly in a wig. Well, see, maybe you should go join the FBI or something. No, maybe they, they should be better FBI agents. Maybe they should <laughs> see Silence of the Lambs is how I would look at it. Or any crime movie. And learn what not to do. <laughs> it, you don't need to turn to the mystics at this point to rescue abducted people. Uh, that was part of the problem I had with this, is that there's no reason to think that good police work wouldn't have turned up these women without having to have this debate about whether Billy Connolly was the voice of God or in on it. Like, there's some inference that because he molested one of the guys, that maybe he's in on it, and thus, what, he's running around planting the body parts and then saying, hey, I found a body part? Because that's going to do what? Well, let me ask. You mentioned Connolly. Are we supposed to feel sorry for Connolly in this movie because he dies of cancer? Are we supposed to be like, oh, the poor pedophile? Because there's that whole, why do I have these feelings? Who gave them to me? You know, I, I thought it was more Count Chocula well, than yeah. Irish. But <laughs> They came out and announced he had cancer. And then they 
He, At the last minute, by yeah. the way, nothing is ever. He's running around, uh, you know. Can't the dogs can't keep up with him? And then, <laughs> like two days later, he is in a bed, ridden, and is about on death's door. And here's what I thought they were telling me: there was some kind of bond between him and his victim that was like ET and Elliot. You know, remember in <laughs> ET where like ET would go in the fridge and get a beer and drink it, and then Elliot would be in class and he'd be like, "Whoa," or whatever. Uh-huh. Like I don't think that Father Joe really had any term disease but because the other guy was dying he was dying well he had lung cancer they both had cancer they probably both got cancer at the same time it wasn't very advanced because he was running around shouting i'm not going to go in there it's illogical it's very stupid and obviously i feel like the biggest reason why they kill him off and do that is because you wouldn't even need scully after duchovny gets captured in the end you would just go to father joe and say where's where is he like, you wouldn't need that whole song stuff. Scully serves absolutely no purpose in that. She should be back in the hospital doing her job. I couldn't believe when she's Googling the experiments. I'm like, you don't even know what you're about to do and you're running around in the backwoods? Like, talk about, do something right. Fix this child. If you're going to fix the child, work on the child. Do not go running around in the backwoods after these killers. It's just, you're not helping. There was also the underlying theme of the stem cell which was a hot topic in 2008 with george bush oh sure no doubt that that i felt like there was a lot of indignant anger about george bush and in the best scene in the whole movie yes you you're gonna bring up the one i'm thinking of aren't you the very best scene is and they it's very slice the only time that i laughed and smiled is they finally agree to return to the office and together they're going to do it and they walk up to the door and on one side of the door there's a photo of george bush and on the other side there's j edgar hoover and that's all they needed to say they did something else though the camera held on the bush and that one they played the spooky da 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 mm-hmm. music and i'm like is this a reference to how bad fema screwed everything up and that chris <laughs> carter was right all along i couldn't figure out why they held on that picture for a good 10 seconds while that music played and then they panned over to hoover after the music was done well yeah i I, you know i think it was all that they needed to say george bush was still in office when this movie came out and fox can be a very conservative company so i don't think that they were going to make an outward knock on his administration but i think this was carter's way of laughing about all of the conspiracies they could have explored had they kept their job in the last eight years so the movie ends like, all right, so Duchovny goes to save the girl. He finds out through a really bad writing device of he just happens to be in the store uh, snooping around about the animal tranquilizer when w- the Russian courier guy comes in to get more. And the guy's in on it, like the pharmacy guy's in on it. I don't know if he was in on it or if it was just a coincidence. Did the pharmacy guy tell the Russian, hey, somebody was just in here. He drives this car. Why don't you go hit him with your snowplow? Yes. Something was said like that. But anyway, yes, Duchovny is driven off the road, finds the place, tries to stop them, and becomes the uh, damsel in distress. And Scully has to save them through the power of Christian Psalms and Skinner. They bring Skinner back for... I don't know. What, what is his role in the series? I meant to ask you that last time. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Because he always is doing good stuff, but I always get the read on it that he's really an uh, insidious character. He's a very good guy. He's in their corner 100%. He's their boss, though, and thus follows the rules very strictly. Or at least he did early in the series. He became more and more rogue as it went on. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. But anyway, they come all riding in on it, and we get to the table, 
you're telling me what? Let's our best guess about what was going on there. I thought that they had to keep his head alive, and they were trying to just attach it to different bodies just so he could keep on living. And it kind of reminded me in Contact where the guy lives in the spaceship when he's got the cancer because it's going to make his life longer and he's always looking for new things to stay alive. Okay, so they need to get a new woman each week because he's only ahead. Yes. So why were they abducting women before he needed this? They had been selling organs. That was pretty much said in the scene. They had a side business. Yeah, they were an organ transport slash sales thing. They were doing illegal organ harvesting, and that's why they were doing some of their experiments. But if you pull back the sheet, you saw that the body had gone gray, so they needed another body to keep his head going. The bodies could only last so long. Okay, I could go with this, but then answer me this. Why did he abduct women? I got to go with your transgender thing, I suppose. But they made a big deal about the medical alert bracelets with the odd blood type. And I thought maybe that was just all they could find with that blood type since it's an unusual blood type. Now, why this small town would have two people swimming at that ratty-ass pool... And how he's not going to know the blood type by watching them swim in chlorinated water. Well, I mean, okay, at this point, Stuart, though, if he's this kind of guy and he gets a girl and takes her in there, you know, knocks her out and he sees, oh, dumb, she's not the right blood type. He's just going to kill her anyway. Right. So, you know, it's not like he's sitting there spying. I think he sees the bracelet. Maybe there's a similar blood type bracelet for anybody who has a funky blood type. And that's what he's doing. I don't know. It's I wish this, too many hold on, we're spending far more time on this than Chris Carter did. This wasn't about what his thought the movie was. If you were to ask Chris Carter what this movie's about, he would not talk about body transplants. He would talk about faith and science. You're right. You're right. And so this resolves itself. I guess they say that woman, right? Even though her neck is slit, she Scully's able to sew it up and the next morning turn up for surgery. The last scene in the movie is this kid who has this rare disease. He's dying and the parents have been convinced by the Catholic Church not to proceed with the experimental treatments. Right? Like, that's not going to happen anymore. No, at the end, she's doing the treatments. Uh, That was my point. So I think (laughs) she convinced them back. Uh, We saw no evidence of this, and she would have had no time to do that because she was running around in the backwoods. But okay, the last shot of the movie is she's about to do this procedure that she was told not to by the hospital. And the parents had agreed not to do. And she's not sure that she's going to work. And she's been up all night sewing up other victims. And she's dead tired. And nuns pop up in the background. And she feels like that's a sign that she can go forward and do this successfully. So is is X-Files Christian? Is that ultimately the message here? Because spirituality is represented purely in Catholic terms. And you had the cynic who was, if not anti-Catholic, at least had very strong opinions about the priests and the molestation scandal and her superiors at the hospital and how they chose to conduct their medical practice, suddenly feeling like nuns are in her corner. Is that what she felt? I really was wondering. She sighed. She turned around and she sighed like a sigh of relief. Like Was it a sigh of relief or a sigh of resignation? Like these nuns are here to try and stop me and make me feel guilty. Well, if Gillian Anderson didn't play her character so poker-faced, we might be able to know more (laughs) consistently. But my read on it was very much she felt like, okay, I can proceed. I thought she was thinking she was going against God, and that's why the nuns were there. That's how I read it. 
was like yeah nuns don't like stem cell research. yeah so i i but took, why are they there then why is anyone letting this happen in the hospital it's not supposed to go forward no yeah because you can't even probably get a birth control pill in that hospital she would have to take that kid back to the backwoods put him next to tranny there and <laughs> the operation because otherwise no hospital would allow this to be conducted you're telling me you came up with this procedure last night when you googled it and then ran off to find some killers and you're ready to go no you're fired like this just would not go forward there was already a scene where the treatment was just i think she just injected him with stem cells right that's the treatment <laughs> and yeah, like, he, had, he had already been treating the whole point was that it was painful that it may not save his right. life and it was hurting him that was the that was the dilemma is why would you hurt someone when they're when they're on the way out you would want to give them a peaceful goodbye and so yes that was the issue that the father didn't like it wasn't that she was trying to save the boy's life they're both in the same corner on that issue it was the fact that she was hurting him and not giving him peace right so she was just injecting him with stem cells i'm not a scientist but it reminded me of the south park episode i kid you not (laughs) that had christopher reeve in it and of course we know christopher reeve was crippled and he became superman by actually drinking pure stem cells (laughs) (laughs) that's what i remind me of is that what you do with stem cells you just inject them like heroin and all of a sudden i'm better but what kind of doctor was she can either of you tell me medical Uh, I can't. I cannot tell you. I didn't know if she was a pediatrician or uh, experimental cancer or, or whatever. I can tell you this. Her her attempts to save him were distracted at best and aloof and poorly conceived at worst. She should not have been allowed to proceed forward with that treatment, having been up all night doing police work. I can't believe this was a summer movie in 2008. Uh, Who thought this was a summer movie? That's right. what I want. You know, after a good Fourth of July barbecue, let's go see a downer about pedophiles and stem cells. It shouldn't have been an X-Files movie. It shouldn't have been a summer movie. It shouldn't have been made. It's it, I, Like I said, I can't believe that anyone involved, with the exception of Chris Carter, who I, whose work I don't know outside of these two movies, would uh, would be happy with the way this turned out. This couldn't have been the movie that Fox was hoping to mount all those years after the show got canceled. And what's worse is this is probably it for the X-Files. I can't imagine they're actually going to make another one. This one was not profitable. You know, it it showed that nobody cared about the X-Files except Chris Carter and Fox. Yeah, I agree with you. And I I can't say that I would be willing to sit down for a third one should it come along. I just I really don't want to. So, Stuart, Marjorie, do you recommend the X-Files? I want to believe. Stewart. At this point, I don't recommend that you go near this series because <laughs> right now I feel like I've seen the two different types of shows they do. The mythology show was the last movie and the one-offs uh, where it was just the monster of the week, as you called it, was this movie. And both of them were not good. This one was really not good. I would rather be confused by silliness than to have them try and tackle uh, impossible to answer moral quandaries with ridiculous mumbo jumbo like this. This one really offended me. The last one I thought it was maybe in poor taste to play with some actual disasters in the flippant way that they do. This one is downright offensive to anybody. I just, I feel like 
Carter felt like he had something to say and chose a very poor vehicle to do it. And and I just wanted some aliens. I just wanted <laughs> to have a good time. And this neither really properly addressed Catholicism, priest guilt, stem cell research, none of it. It all dramatically fails and is not any fun to watch. A very strong not recommend. Marjorie. I don't recommend this one. It was confusing. It was not good. There's way too many things mixed in. They need to stick with like one storyline and go with it instead of branching off into all this other different stuff that ends up not paying off. It's like they tried to cram way too much in there. I guess if you're a diehard, whatever they call X-Files fans, probably it just feels like masturbation for you guys at this point because it came out 10 years after the last movie. Your series is canceled. The star, he's in sex addiction recovery. I'm convinced that's why they ended up the scene in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think you should see this movie, and I wish I hadn't. Mm. And I also don't recommend this movie. You know, I had a bad feeling about it before we ever watched it. It came on HBO last summer, and I actually made a note of this. I, I taped it. I, I tape movies that I say I want to see when they're on HBO in high def. So that way I don't have to wait for Netflix. It's like my own little on-demand service. I recorded this on HBO on June 21st, 2009. I finally watched it on July 10th, 2010. It was the single oldest thing on my TiVo. 13 months passed between the time I recorded it and the time I watched it. I just knew it wasn't going to be good. I just knew it. I'd heard so many bad things. And I went in, though, thinking... I, I was actually kind of impressed by the first movie. I didn't recommend it because it was so self-referential and so insulated to its own mythology. But I actually went into this after watching that first one thinking, you know, I think perhaps one that wasn't so mythology-based might be good. Billy Connolly as a priest is weird, but I'll try it. And no, it, it's not good in any way. And I think it's even just amateurish across the board. It's really badly written. It's poorly directed. The directing comes off in lackluster performances. I can't find something salvageable here. I, can't. I agree. I can't. I, there's not one thing I like about it. <laughs> the score. The score was good. Mm. It had a lot of that. Da, 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 da. And we both like the George Bush thing. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it was. I don't know what it was saying, but whatever it was, it was amusing. But yes. it wasn't part of the movie. It was almost like a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. in the middle of the movie so no no don't watch the x-files i want to believe and if you don't believe us why don't you go back and listen to brock and alicia's review of this back when this movie was in theaters at nowplayingpodcast.com marjorie stewart thank you and i'm sure pat thanks you for joining us for this x-files retrospective series again a shout out to pat we don't take requests by and large we'll take suggestions but we don't do requests but just a shout out to pat and if you want to hear more of our retrospective series we've done a lot less dour movies than this one we've done <laughs> terminator star trek <laughs> friday the 13th movies about killers at the end of the world and robots that are killers ending the world and aliens and they're all happier than this movie <laughs> You can find all those podcasts at NowPlayingPodcast.com. And also, if you enjoy Now Playing, please support Now Playing. You can find a donate button on our homepage, as well as a link to the Now Playing store where you can buy t-shirts, mouse pads, 
thongs. If you're thongs. thongs, if you're a hot woman listener, send us pictures. That's as good as money. I think that they could be for males too. And you mm-hmm. guys, you we know, have boxers for the men. But what if they want to wear a thong? And right. It, I, I, I think this movie taught us you can wear whatever you want, even yeah. a woman's body, if you're a man. Clocks. If if you need to keep turning to the clock to see if the X Files I want to believe is over yet, <laughs> you can, you can buy it all at the now playing store. You can find our Twitter and Facebook pages where we do short movie reviews in addition to these series. And you can come to the forums and discuss our reviews of these movies. So, Stuart Marjorie, thank you for joining me for The X-Files. And, Stuart, you will be back next week with Brock and Jacob for Scott Pilgrim versus, versus the, the world. world. I can't wait for this one. It looks like a lot of fun. I don't really know much about it, but I know I want to see it. It should be a good time. I'm jealous because I won't be able to join you guys. But, but then you and Marjorie are going to be uh, off on uh, San Bernardino uh, hunting vampires with the Frog Brothers. Yes, we, we will are. be doing the Lost Boys after that. And then Halloween is coming not too far away. Time for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It will be. I, I'm I'm interested to really revisit that series. I... I think w- the, what came out of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is I really like the I'm really going to like the first half and you're really going to like the second half and there'll be a duel. Hey, we've got Renee Zellweger, Dennis Hopper, Matthew McConaughey. How could this be a bad series? <laughs> I can't wait to see Dennis Hopper in the chainsaw. I miss him already. So we'll be back and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Now Playing's X-Files Retrospective Series. They've closed the X-Files. Be sure to head to our website, nowplayingpodcast.com, and listen to our other retrospective series, such as Predator, Terminator, Star Trek, and many more. Only then will you realize the scope and grandeur of the project. Go. And while at nowplayingpodcast.com, You can find a link to our forums where you can discuss these films, as well as links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, where you can read our movie mini-reviews and chat with other listeners about the show. Trust no one, Mr. Mulder. If you enjoy Now Playing, please support the show. You can find a link to donate to the show using PayPal from our homepage, or you can buy Now Playing t-shirts, coffee mugs, mouse pads, and much more at the Now Playing Cafe Press store. Support from listeners like you help keep Now Playing operating. I don't know if I want to do this alone. I don't even know if I can. And if I quit now, they win. Now Playing, the X-Files retrospective series, is edited by Jay. Fail to anticipate the unforeseen or expect the unexpected in a universe of infinite possibilities, we may find ourselves at the mercy of anyone or anything that cannot be programmed, categorized, or easily referenced. Now Playing is not affiliated with 20th Century Fox. X-Files and all the X-Files universe contains are copyright and trademark 20th Century Fox and no infringement is intended. The element of surprise, random acts of unpredictability. Now Playing is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2010. We're expected to believe that he's paid his debt as much as that he can when he said he castrated himself i mean does that mean literally is he a eunuch he has a low voice for that but um possibly
Well, that would be some dedication to the role if he did it for the role. Well, I don't mean Billy Connolly. I'm I just mean saying that Joe. that would be some method acting. <laughs> if the character's castrated, you have to castrate yourself. Well, you better hope you never play a porn star after that then because you couldn't method act. Get some nudicles. Yeah, you could get nudicles. Problem solved. Okay, so they need to get a new woman each week because he's only ahead. Yes. Right. And if you saw when he pulled back the sheet. <laughs> he should have quit while he was ahead. <laughs> yeah, Scalder and Molly were living together. I totally missed that. I just said Scalder and Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Molly and Scalder. I mean, it's going to end up real bad by the end of it. 